uh, Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob. Yeah, the uh, stakeout episode. The, yeah, the um, the on location, the candid episode. Because normally we're in that nice soundstage yes. that is your living room. But now we each have labs on like we're like the fucking CIA or whatever, or like a stakeout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus that beautiful zoom up on the dashboard. Shout out to John Summerson. I'm, yeah. I'm using I'm using all the gear you pointed me to. I know. And Dustin said this is overkill, but we'll find out. It Sorry, Dustin. Is. Yeah, but if, it, if we, we can't like, help ourselves though, we could like mix it in like fucking Dolby Euros or whatever the not Euros, <laughs> Dolby whatever the new Dolby is, so they can take advantage of the full range of just how many microphones are on us right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, the 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 comedy routine is going to be when we get this back, and and Dustin's like, this is fucking barely usable. <laughs> there will what not is one wrong channel will even be usable? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking um, great. Oh my god. But that's why that's why I record on three different things because he's not here. So no. But He's, I'm not a fucking sound recorder. No, and Dust, Dustin is our Dustin is our um, our our rock. He's our resident genius. Uh, but he's not here because right now we are 1,000 miles south of Portland, Oregon, where indie animation is normally broadcast. Because we <laughs> we're pitching. We're actually we're, we're pitching a studio. We won't say who, but um, we're pitching a stop motion series in 90 minutes. Yeah, and 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 rather than go rehearse the pitch again, which is what like maybe a smarter team would do before <laughs> smarter more successful yeah team. before their uh before their thing <laughs> we're gonna wing it and so we decided instead it sounded like more fun to sit in the car by a park and record this podcast yeah um this is great but i got like four hours of sleep because i'm house hunting down here because i'm prepping a prepping a, a project for netflix pretty soon so i'm gonna be bi-coastal by north, I don't know. It's not even a fucking word. By coastal, or it, no, it doesn't apply to no, doesn't. living in Portland, LA. It doesn't. You're, so, you're going to be by state. You're going to be the by yeah. state area. But just so you know, Rob, I'll apologize <clears throat> in advance because I'm going to give all my energy <laughs> to this podcast. So yeah, by the time we fine. get to the pitch in 90 minutes, yeah, uh, I'll just let you handle the whole thing. That's totally fine. Um, we, I mean, uh, this pitch in particular, um, the way that. We've structured it. Uh, I'm gonna do the pitch, and yeah. you're gonna be my my backup crew. I'm gonna be the color man. I think. I yeah, think yeah. you're gonna be the meat and potatoes, and I'm gonna be like the cranberry sauce. Yeah, but we've done it the other way too. We've yeah. done it where you've done the pitch. We've done it. We did a pitch where um, where I was just ahead on Skype in the room. We've done a few of those, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, but we try to put your. We and I to, don't. I definitely don't lead. You can't lead, or you shouldn't lead those pitches no. as a robot face. Um, if we were both in the same room, Skype pitching to someone that would be different. But like when, since you you're a human in the room, and then yeah. I was ahead, that doesn't that doesn't. But work. we kind of did that with Amazon, where we did the Skype pitch, where we were all in. We were at my house, and then Amazon skyped in. Yes, we've done this so many times. I guess that's probably why, like, we both sound so relaxed. It's like. We've done it a few times, and I feel like we developed some rules over the years of pitching that uh, make sense to us, but maybe don't make sense yeah. make sense to other people. And I think my favorite rule about pitching with you, Rob, is never being afraid to contradict the other person in the moment in yeah. the middle of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which probably, like an executive, would be like, "That sounds like a terrible idea." Yeah, like don't do that. Yeah, like don't do that because you know because I guess you want to appear like you're on the same page, or, or you know, like if you're giving like a corporate presentation and you want to like make it look like all teammates are on kind of like on the same side or yes. they're all pitching the same thing. <laughs> but but not also, us. But it's worked. I mean, like it's working. Yeah, and I, I also I think that 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 um, 
that like there's like a there's like a I don't know like more of a conversation going on when oh, it's not even just that okay what are you laughing at I'm laughing because I think it's just fucking funny when you and I are like you're wrong like right in the middle of a room well I think in the middle of a pitch so I think part of that though this that's what I was gonna say and then I lost my train of thought <laughs> because I'm laughing yeah, yeah. yeah so the uh, um I think that the that uh, the reason that it works with us when you and I pitch and we both also we should say that like we pitch um, we've pitched not together and we've pitched yeah uh, you know um, with other teams and then on our own and then we pitch some projects together yeah because we're like we're like polyamorous pitchers <laughs> <laughs> but I think like uh, our dynamic when we're pitching is like we're we're very we clearly understand that we have different roles on the project. So we're not yeah. trying to be, um, many Mo and Jack on the project where like, we're finishing each other's sentences, like some yeah. weird triplets We're no, we're and being... nor are we competing for who's the smartest guy in the room or competing for mommy of the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like competing for the same bit of oxygen. No, usually yeah. it's, I, I think that, um, well, we can use this pitch that we're about to do as an example is it's something that you found and you uh I found a kernel because yeah, you were very excited about it. Yeah. And right because it's fucking cool. Yeah. I mean it is it's genuinely fucking cool. And yeah. then you handed it to me to shepherd creatively. I, I handed it to you. I begged you to take a look at it and be like, oh my God, please look at this. But I, I think, think like potential. But I think like that's the that's that's the relationship that's clear is then you don't have to know everything about it mm. creatively before we walk in the room because you treat me as the as the holder of that stuff and right. then um and then i don't have to know uh any of the producerial side all the dirty secrets because yeah, yeah well I, but also like how uh what do you mean, like, how long the shopping agreement is? Like, what yeah. are the terms of the of the agreement with the rights holder and all that fucking yeah, awful, what is, awful janitorial But bullshit? also, like, what is the involvement, you know, uh, what is the involvement of the rights holder? Because some, some things would be, like, the person who oh, he's created gonna, the IP. He's going to automatically become the director when it sells. Yeah, and then I'm <laughs> to the curb. No, no. no, yeah, no that's I, yeah, exactly. That's but that's question. the thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it could yeah. be, like, you know, some some properties. His is purely financial, I think. Yeah, I should I, probably read that before we go to this. Um, read the fine print before we go to the pitch. But I think honestly, like his is purely financial. But I hear your point is that, but he's not in it just for financial. I'll say that, like he's no, not. He's no. he's he's, um, he's been in love with stop motion for yeah, so long. Uh, and so I think he and his organization, the, he, the rights holder. Yeah, he trusts us to a to a certain extent to make make this show something that he would be proud of. Well, right, because right now he has. He has solicitations from at least one other producer who's CG. Right. And if I know my way around Hollywood, I could probably guess that that producer has more clout than I do. Right. <laughs> so the fact that he told that CG producer, no, um, it's, uh, it is being developed as stop motion with Trevor and Rob right now that he would prefer to keep it in the stop motion realm with us was, I was actually taken aback. Yeah. But, he didn't just be like, "Go fuck yourselves, kids." <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We're going with the with these CG folks. Um, I think, and, and I don't know if I told you this, but I've talked to him uh, uh, a little correspondence, and actually, I've been really uh, not not great at the communication side of it. But um, 
we've done a little bit of back and forth where he saw another thing that I did that's on the <sighs> spectrum of what really? he does. And he was asking me about that stuff because he is totally, you know, he's like, he sees all the same stuff that we do when we look at those, when we look at this property. I'm having that such a hard so time dancing around. Exactly like, like what it bleeping. is. But anyway. No, well, but look, I'm over there looking at that fucking cop talking to that homeless guy and I'm just waiting for him to come over here while you and I look like instead of doing a podcast we look like either something intimate is about to happen yeah in this car which by the way it's so fucking hot I feel like I'm gonna die <laughs> roll your window I feel down. like I'm gonna puke or die okay I'm rolling the window down which is probably why we have that's good that we have three mics right? oh I'm in sure it's, it gets like too, I'm sure it's fine too crazy but um uh you know, my, my second favorite rule about pitching with you is that there are no rules. Is that... It's that kind of like, like Fight it's Club. It's like fucking Fight Club. <laughs> oh, actually, that actually, that's a lie. Like there's there's actually... Rule. So rule number one is don't be afraid to contradict each other in the room because if it's natural, it's natural. And if one of us is like wrong about something, like who gives a fuck? Like yeah, the yeah. other person can bring it up. And it's kind of like charming to just be that vulnerable in front of other people. Um, but I think rule number two is actually maybe even more important than contradicting contradicting each other. Um, is uh, don't sell anything. Don't yeah, yeah. fucking sell a single thing. Don't. All selling does is lead to the the feeling of desperation mm -hmm. or the or emoting desperation, and that's just a. Oh, that's just an oxygen suck, and it's like I love that rule because going in, I'm never nervous in a pitch now because I'm like I'm not selling anything. I'm I mean I'll share some information right. with you, but beyond just sharing something. We're really there just to like lock eyes and lock hands and just be like, how are you? And like, so I have a story about, uh, a, a pitch that went, uh, badly. <laughs> oh, 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 I've got a couple of those, but too, I'm but very, you go first. <laughs> but I was very, and this ends with me being very proud of myself. So yeah. here, so here's what happened. Went to this, went to this pitch for this show. Um, it was a kid's show. We went to a place that's a pretty, and this was me when I was by myself. Uh, it's a pretty, it was a pretty small studio um or distributor i don't know that's it's such a fuzzy line nowadays yeah, right. that it's it's hard to say what this place was but it's more of a distributor than a than a uh than like a, a studio that creates things um and um yeah it's a little bit of background i think that they i was going in with an original idea and i don't think that they are at all in the market of they wanted they wanted branded content. You, no, they want IP. They or want IP. like they want yeah they want something that it, that exists. Oh yeah, in the I guess world. branded content would be like a fucking Mountain Dew right commercial. Right, right. Yeah, so they wanted um, like existing. They wanted fucking Captain Marvel. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um and uh, so I think I went in there with that. I think also probably I got this meeting. Probably this person's assistant booked this meeting, and this person. So I was like a stain on this person's day. This is how I. This is what I'm thinking. Is that like. I was like, because I've been in the other side of that before where you're just like, you have a lot of shit to do and there's something on the schedule that's like, oh, you got to talk to yeah. this goofball about this thing that you know is never going to, it's like a point like, okay, now I got to go hear this thing because this meeting's set and these people came all the way here to do this, but. Yeah, there'll be more trouble by canceling it than exactly. there would be for sitting in it, but it, but the measures are really close to right. each other. Yeah. And. It sucks either way. And yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, there, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to. This is not something we're in the market for, so it's really a scheduled waste of my time. Mm -hmm. Is that? And I, I felt that from the beginning. Anyway, so 
I could also totally be wrong. That might just be a big, long defense mechanism for why this went so bad. But the whole time, so the whole time, usually when I'm pitching... Um, Wait, but how long ago was this? Is this still an open pitch so you may actually get a call tomorrow and be like, Rob, we like your pitch. Why don't you come on in? From and another then, place. And yes. then we have to erase all of this from the podcast. No, 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 no. No, no, no that, that's how bad this was. So normally... Oh, shit. Normally, um, uh, normally you go in and um, you present the idea... Yeah. And the the people who are listening to you, the executives that are that are hearing your idea, are usually very um, warm and encouraging people because they, especially in the animation world, there's there's so many introverts, there's so many stage fright people, that you don't want people to be in that role who are gonna who are gonna basically miss the miss a quality uh, pitch because. Um, they weren't sensitive to like the weirdness of the person that's pitching. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's this there's this idea of like the old Hollywood pitch where you like like Mad Men. Like yeah. you go in and you're Don Draper and you it's step one and step two and step yeah. three and then we're out. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah, got yeah, tears yeah. in their eyes and they're clapping. And I think that that's maybe that happens for some people, but I think especially in animation, I think that's <laughs> not how it goes. Like I think it's more you go in and you're excited about this thing that you're telling them about and maybe they're excited too and then maybe they um, want the show or they want to develop it further or something um, or and maybe they don't like it at all but usually you can kind of get a temperature gauge of how things are going in the room but you usually don't know um, then you don't know until after it's like you'll get a call in two weeks or something like that one thing where the the one time when we were doing when we were pitching the one show, and uh, we thought one pitch went great. Oh yeah, the thought, slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. And then we the thought, slam dunk who never called us back yeah. like a one night stand. Yeah, and then the yeah, other yeah. and then the other one. Right, right. Who, who um, you and Ian were both like, uh, that went terrible. Yeah, and I, I was, was like, I was like pissed. I was like, I, I was like, know if it went terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the people that called us back. And those are the ones. Yeah, so those are the ones with the deal. Yeah, you yeah. don't totally know or whatever. But, but what happened with this? With so with this one, you're talking about this person like was on was playing fucking brick breaker on their BlackBerry the whole time. This person, no, she paid attention the whole time, but she was not no crack in her smile, no smile, no wow. no no back and forth, no laugh at any of... Where was she on the strat? I mean, without saying who or where you were, where do you think she was on the strat? Is she at like that company, she was pretty high up. Top? She was pretty really? high up at that company. But um, I'm surprised if she didn't want to go, she didn't pawn it off, because it, it, you know, at, at studios you have, you have... But this was a smaller studio. You have studio, producers, you so have executive producers. I don't know how many people yeah, there were. If they were like a, a creative executive. And this may or, have yeah. gotten set up as because of a friend of hers or whatever, you know. Yeah. Anyway, long story long... She stared at you without smiling. She stared at me or without blinking. smiling. She like Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, she she basically gave me a no in the room, which that's the only time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I w okay. One, I wish I could say that uh, for <laughs> myself. <laughs> I've, I've got so many fucking no's in rooms. I'm just like, oh wow. Uh, and then I just applaud them for being honest. I guess, but my thing is, is like, that's a pretty, that's pretty yeah. confident. If you're giving yeah. me a no in the room, that's yeah. a pretty. Like, uh, I mean, it's great to know, so you're not at home waiting for that for that date to text you back. That's what you know? I thought too, yeah. and uh, and and then she gave me, you know, some kind of like notes, like some criticism mm -hmm. on 
on the pitch. Wait, wait, really quick. Do you like the notes? I mean, like wholeheartedly, were you like, well, fuck, actually, she's right. There, you know, this could strengthen these certain areas. Mm-hmm. Or did it feel like it, like it just felt like it, her notes didn't live in that world? It felt like her notes equaled, like, I don't like the idea. Not, <laughs> not like. So she's just turning the knife at that yeah, point? Yeah, well, not like. It was like her biggest note was, um, uh, the show has no hook. And I was like, all right. And then I explained what I thought the hook was. And she said, yeah, I don't think that's a hook. Ooh. Um, and then, uh, and I said, okay, well, you know, thanks. And thanks for taking the time. Like I was very gracious and, uh, and shook and left. And I was very happy with myself that I didn't leave that meeting, uh, feeling beat up broken yeah or scrambling to fix my because i had two more pitches that day so i didn't leave that meeting scrambling to like change everything before i got to the next place which would have been in in hindsight a way bigger mistake because did you change anything for the other two pitches that day did you alter anything as a consequence of meeting with with mcfrosty face or whatever i did so i was i went there with just dried your tears you brought some Brought some Kleenex in. Yeah. Oh, no. I have a manager down there, and he was there for that. And he he just said, basically, was like this 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 one. He asked me a question, and I had an answer. And he was like, that. I'm not sure that that was. Wait, can that, you that name drop your manager in case, uh, in case people are listening? And I know this is kind of weird, but, like, if people want to contact you, like, literally, can they contact you through your manager? Sure. Uh, Barry Rosen at uh, Citizen Skull. That's you heard it. it. You heard it. You heard it, guys. Oh, wait, Barry Rosen. Uh-huh. So uh, anybody who has open directing assignments could contact you. Yes. Feasibly. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, but he was in the room, and he, so he explained the pitch. Did he have a different point of view? No, no, no. He didn't. Or he was like, not fuck, to her. fuck that person. He, he was not he wasn't <laughs> no, he going wasn't that either. far, but he yeah. was like, but I, I think he was like more on my side. He helped me kind of work through it, and it wasn't, it that's wasn't great. like, uh, she's right. It was just like, it was more like... And I, there's another person at Citizen Skull who's a who's, you know, very helpful in those kind of things, and and she was also responding that like it has this and this and this, it has a hook, yeah. you know, don't don't change gears midstream. But, but like, that was one person's point of view, and sure, it's important because that person acts as a gatekeeper to their to whatever institution. And that person that looks on. at stuff all day long, so that's yeah. the that's the. That is the tightrope that we always have to walk with these notes is one, you got to be able to keep hold of your own vision and know where the quality of yeah. the thing is and and hold fast to that. But you also, just like anything in this creative world, like when, when someone who is has a ton of experience and is an expert tells you something, you need to listen. So I did, I did listen. It was just that if she had said... What if this was blue instead of red? Mm-hmm. I'd have said, uh, I don't know. Let me think about that. And I would have thought, and maybe it should have been blue instead of red. But when she just said, like, the show has no hook, that to me is like, well, I start a show with whatever I believe the hook to be. Right, like right, my, right. The, the core of the show is this. I think adding a hook after you've got a show idea is a weird... I don't to think back into Sure, because what, what she was... She was saying that it lacked structure. Like, the actual the central nervous system of what you were pitching she, that she, literally she, she there was no hook there was no because by hook you're really talking about the um 
the central nervous system, the governing dynamics, like the subtext, but also right? you're, like the, the fucking dark matter that glues everything together. Yeah, but you're also talking about the 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 difference. What what? How does this differ from what else? Oh, sure, is like in there? standing out in the marketplace. What, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. your take and why? And and um, you know, it's it's uh. Wait, but how how the other pitches go? I mean, Great. tonally, you know what I'm saying? Like the tone, because yeah, yeah. the first tone was frosty. No, totally exactly the opposite. And yeah. also those pitches were a great reminder of like, you know, 90% of the time, um, people are, the executives are there to uh, welcome the idea as best they can and see whether it's right for them. Right. And they're not there to shit on you. No, so, no, because, but they're, they're an interesting animal because um, uh, an executive does not have a financial stake in the movie, right? Like they, the, 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 or the company. So an executive is an employee or a steward of that money, of those resources. So they are not the money people. And in the inverse, right? they are not the creatives either. And they're not even the producers, like the steward of the creatives. They are like the cartilage, if you will, between the financial world and the creative world. So it's like, I think a lot of executives get a bad rap for being like two-faced or being like, uh, super thin on logic or thin on reason that they're mostly fear-based because their loyalty effectively is to the money people but they're being hired for their taste and mm -hmm. for their connections to bring and groom and manage like the creative side um, so actually I mean I I think executives get a bad rap but for the most part aside from a handful over the years I find the executives in LA especially in animation to be very smart mm -hmm. like smarty pants like I mean, like, who's who's? Uh, I, I don't remember his name, but the 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 guy who's heading up Hulu's animation departments from Harvard, right? Like, quite literally, right? Like, and he's like one of the nicest guys in the world. I'm sorry, I forget your name, but um, it's okay. He's we not had listening. to. I know we had to, re <laughs> but we had to reschedule a meeting. With, no, he's not. Yeah. Fucking, of course yeah. he's not. But we had to reschedule a meeting, and he just called me personally on my cell phone to like chat me, and I was like, uh huh. Your status is a lot higher than mine, dude. You could have had your fucking secretary, secretary call me. Sure. Um, but at any rate, so you, um, uh, please tell me that one of the two pitches you had after the frosty pitch, that one of the executives turned to you and said, "Now that's a hook." <laughs> <laughs> please. No, that no, one, no one. That did not happen. Only my fantasies. That yeah. did not happen. Well, um, um, uh, I did get an. I did get a note in. The second one, which was a great note that yeah. I incorporated into the into the version that I sent back to them, it hmm. was a, it was a it was like a I don't know why I didn't I don't know why I didn't do this note the first time. Well, you know, um, uh, I like the I like how this is evolving because I really like uh, bringing our rules to the forefront, which we never really talk about. It just kind of happens mm -hmm. because we're pitching so often. Of the like, don't be afraid to contradict each other. Um, don't sell anything. Share, but don't sell. Yeah. Because um, the desperation gets in the way. Uh, and then the third rule is like really not having any rules outside of that. Um, except for rule number four, which for me, I know it's different for every like producer, but for me, I don't leave shit. I don't leave scripts. I don't leave pitch decks. I don't force anyone in the room to read a goddamn thing. Uh -huh. It's that when we get in the room... We'll have a presentation. We'll have either like a uh, animatic to show, or we'll have some cool fucking shit on the desk, like fucking Mac or something. Um, but uh, all of that 
if they don't want your pitch, if they don't like your shit in the room, why the fuck would you spend money on a PDF to lead, to give them something that they're not going to like? Right. So what I really like to do when we're pitching is to, you know this, I guess I'm not, I don't no, know why fine. I'm pretending to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. Um, but I really enjoy the idea of us going in um, uh, as a visual and verbal pitch. We just share, we just kind of share what we're working on. Then we get the fuck out of there. And if they express interest within 24 to 48 hours, we send them a follow-up document and a script mm -hmm. or whatever they really ask for. Right. Um, but we don't offer it. Yeah. And I never offer it in the room. And that to me, I mean, not only is it, does it play psychologically on the fact that we're not like trying to push shit down their throat, but genuinely, genuinely from one human being to the next, if they're not into the pitch, they're just not into the pitch. Yeah. And yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's valuable just to spend time with these people and to say like, Hey, you know what? I respect your job. Like I respect what you do. Also, and I respect it. If, if this isn't the right fit, like love you for love you to pieces, yeah. but you know, we'll catch you on the next round. This actually leads me to, um, one of the best kind of like one of the most important things that, um, someone told me a while ago and, and you reiterated, uh, several times and and it's something that we tell people that come and pitch with us because we've done um, We've done a few oh, yeah, three-man pitch pitches with a lot of with, yeah, with other right, people. right, right um, We got a couple coming up too mm -hmm. um, and uh, You know one of the most important things about pitching is that um, it's not If you're there in person to pitch something that it's more about them investing in you than it is them investing in some idea that's on a piece of paper. I, I told, um, that's like rule number five and, to keep in mind, dude. And, yeah. and like, uh, so it's important. One, even, you know, and when the pitch doesn't go anywhere, um, it's still an opportunity to, to get to know them and kind of like, um, you know, I'm saying convince them, but you convince them by trying not to convince them. You convince them just by being there and trying to just be yourself that you're someone who could be trusted with something. So when, when the, when it does land, when they do think like, this is a pretty great idea, there's not that feeling of like, but this guy's super sketchy and scary and I don't know if I want to go down like, that road. Uh, or annoying. Yeah. Like, like, fuck, this person's like calling me all the time or emailing me all the time. Or, right. God sent me their 68 page yeah. manifesto script when yeah. clearly I didn't. Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> there's a couple ways, like, the, I think an, a studio or even executive, they all have a shifferobe, if you will, and there's only a certain amount of room in that dresser. There's only so much wardrobe you can hang in that dresser, and that, um, I think, like you said, like, you're in there to pitch a story, but what they're really looking for is uh, they want to buy you, or they want to rent you as a director or as a creative uh, because your your concept could be interesting, but like how Ed Catmull says from Pixar, your concept is one brilliant decision out of thousands. Yeah. So just because you have a good concept or a good idea for a picture or a story, um, then every other decision that you make, like who's your protagonist, how old's your protagonist, what's yeah, your yeah. protagonist's journey, like what is what's the inciting incident, like um, all has to be brilliant too. But my point being is that uh, the cooler you are, the more human you are. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like the more apt the studio or executive is to open up their dresser and like find room for you. you yeah, know what I'm I saying? think I think also like part of it that that 
I don't know how much this comes into play. This is just a, something that I would imagine. Yeah. Is that they get somebody and they think this is a brilliant thing. This is a brilliant person, and we want to. This this seems like a great thing, uh, but it cannot be this way. It it's gonna need to be developed, or it's gonna need to evolve. Will yeah. this person evolve with us, or is this person gonna be Boondock Saints? Is is yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. We we'll go this, fucking nuts. Is dude. this person yeah. gonna? Is this person gonna build a brick wall and and around their idea and yeah. and turn this? Because I think. You know, when you were talking about what executives are there for, like what, what the the role they're for they, the money and the cocaine. <laughs> no, but they they um, this this whole thing that we're in is a giant expensive mystery, and no one has the um, secret ingredient. No one. And if they did, they'd be a billionaire, and there wouldn't be executives, yeah. and there wouldn't even be creatives. There would just be people using an algorithm to make the thing. But luckily, that's not the case. No one has this figured out, and the best that they can figure is, um, you know, a certain type of talent put with um, certain other talents and resources is the best shot that you're going to have yeah. of making a, a great movie or a great show. And, uh, and so I think a lot with a lot of executives, it's, they are the, they are the studio's strongest insurance policy that they're, that the studio's going to get a show that is great. Yeah. And because that, they're like a curator. They're, right. they're, they're there to, to curate the talent. Cause otherwise, um, uh, people with money, might not be, you know, people, you know, you, you, people who have money, great and fantastic institutions that have money, great and fantastic. But when you start to invest in a certain industry, especially a specialized industry like animation, you need, um, a, a water, witch to speculate, you know, between, you know, good talent and bad talent. And you see this all the time. There are so many animated features where the money people, uh, were for the most part taken advantage of very low level, low skilled people in animation. And I won't name the pictures, but there are, you know, there's feature after feature after feature of really God awful stuff that barely resembles what I would define as animation. Right. But, um, because you were, you were really missing the money. People didn't fucking know. Um, uh, they didn't know how to speculate talent. And then the talent who probably didn't have a huge amount of talent didn't have any governors in place to really push them or help or, or, or ask really crucial smart questions about the right. story and help shape it toward where the investors wanted it to go. Right. I mean, for the most part, not that I'm defending investors and, and even, I think money is fucking evil anyway. And even from the beginning, except they, for the people who are about to pitch, if they want to give us money, yeah. we'll them we're going to show. Um, and, and even from the very beginning, people have the, those, those people, those experts would, would have taken things that are that do work that are successes they they were with those projects from conception to realization so um they were at least witness to what happened during this success story you yeah know? yeah uh and so they're the ones that are going to be trusted to call out the the uh, similarities when they see them in the world, like okay, this this is this this team seems like they've got a really great. I mean, I guess I fall back on too, like 
I'm never sure how much of it is the idea versus how much of it is like them believing that you're the creative person that's going to make like, the idea so right. much greater. If they're good, if they want to be in the Rob Shaw business or if they want to be in the fill in the blank for whatever show you're pitching, right. feature or TV. Right. And whether the show is like, this is a great show. We just need to, we just need to dogpile, um, some of these other people that we think are really great to flesh this right. out or, or, you know, you know, the show seems fine, but, um, you know, I think that under this person's, there's probably a lot that is going to get greater about the show because it's well, this person doing it. You know, and I, and I think that there's, again, like hell is paved with good intentions. So when, uh, I think it was like towards the end of my working in, in Hollywood and moving up and getting the animation, there was a, uh, I mean, it's a film now, but at the time it was a screenplay and I think it was on the blacklist and everyone was really excited about the screenplay because, um, it was, uh, Robin Hood. Everybody loves Robin Hood. It was Robin Hood, but it was from the point of view of, um, the Sheriff of Nottingham. And the way it was written was the, um, Sheriff of Nottingham was actually the protagonist and that Robin Hood was kind of like a terrorist figure. Did you tell me this story? I probably tell you the or story is this every a, week. Another person told me this story and it's a, and and I heard the same I've told the story before. God, I hope I haven't told it on the podcast. Before. No, you haven't. But told I tell the story because it's fucking funny. I mean, it's yeah, kind yeah. of absurd. Okay. So good. Is that uh uh Russell Crowe gets attached, right? Um and it's going to be this sympathetic look at at the sheriff of Nottingham. You go through development uh the development process and what they end up with just another Robin Hood movie yeah. with Russell Crowe, and that movie exists right now. Right, right, right. So it's like it's not like executives are like th these, you know, space Jesuses um, that are always going to make the right decision every go round. But I think if you go into Seven Eleven and you grab a bunch of lottery tickets, and every time you scratch one off, you're staring at it, and you're like, you better win like what fucking control do you you don't yeah, have any yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. control yeah yeah just as like we don't have any control and i think that uh if you can maintain a healthy balance or not even a balance if you can just try and be embrace your humility try and have fun like even though we're mm -hmm. old men like fun fun still kind of has a place in you know in, in the work life um and i think that's why our pitches seem to or at least my experience that our pitches actually seem to be fun because I'm, I'll be just as surprised, uh, at the numbers that come off the lottery ticket at the end of the meeting as, uh, as the executives, you know, like, yeah, so yeah. I don't have any control over it. So I, so I think it's fun and it's funny. And you, and you go in, you go in with the poor kid attitude of like, uh, I always go, I go finding, into everything with a poor kid attitude. You're finding <laughs> the, you, you, you go in finding the, the silver lining of the worst case scenario. And then everything on top of that is gravy rather than going in and being like, this is going to happen. And if this doesn't happen, yeah. I'm, I'm ending it. I'm right. Done. Or, or if you, <laughs> or if you and I start pointing fingers at each other, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that would yeah, be yeah. fucking awesome. I yeah. mean, I'm, I've, I've never, I don't, I haven't got to that place. I don't think with anyone that I've worked at worked with, but, uh, but you know, like you start looking for patterns you start looking for rationale among the irrational and I think pitching is like that. It's just, it's going to work. Uh, obviously, it's going to work because right now, if you turn on your fucking Hulu or Netflix or or whatever, there's obviously shows on the air. Like, yeah. or there's shows that are available. So, obviously, there are people in this world whose job it is, when they wake up in the morning, is to buy pitches from assholes like us. 
Yeah, let's talk about the downside for a second. Let's be. I'm going to be negative Nelly for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I don't want to say the downside. It's not the downside. We're fucking pitching. That's fantastic. I I never dreamed that I would be able to get into the same room with these executives. Dude, right? So like, how I'm fun not. Is that? Yeah, it's totally not. It's not the fun. downside. Downside. Yeah. It's more like the realist side of pitching from the animation standpoint, which is animation is the. Um, redheaded stepchild of cinema. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. It's not cinema. And and if you're talking about stop motion, it's a subsect that's even more redheaded. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more stepchildy and even yeah. more redhead. So you're already you're you're already uh largely speaking a, a language that not a ton of people understand. Yeah. Then we're currently in this um we're in this time where uh, there's a ton of content being created, but when you actually look under the hood at what gets that content created, uh, it's a whole lot of it is um, like celebrity. It's like this oh, yeah. writer from this show wanted to do an animation or this actor director from this movie wanted to dabble in animation or this uh, musician has this idea for an animated show yeah. and that's given a lot of uh, credibility to, to push the show and then also we're in this time of your hero's dream project which is uh now the oh this is this is the era of the your hero's dream yeah, project yeah this is yeah. like the the where yep, yep, yep. where the people that are that are pulling many of the strings in this industry are fans they're not they're not cigar smoking executives like uh, not you, like the stereotypes yeah yeah and they're um and like a lot another, of what's you're totally right a right, lot right, of what's right. what I see out there is is stuff where the you know it's it's this person who's always had to fight the studios always had a hard time getting out their stuff and everybody loves this person and so now with all the content that's happening they get like passion projects that maybe they wouldn't have had access to mm -hmm. before all this stuff which or is awesome. people wouldn't have or the people's agents or managers would wouldn't have suggested they pitch that passion project right right because okay. a lot of these passion projects yeah like um uh, so louis ck right before uh he got into trouble for for doing what he did um he had a a script that's called an orphan right mm -hmm. or like you say like uh, uh, passion projects or or scripts that are orphans like these celebrities spent time writing a script or, or a screenplay mm -hmm. but they didn't fit into the the seven or 12 big studio ideas of what a movie should be right so they just sat on shelves gathering dust well everyone everyone when they looked at it they knew it wasn't going to make enough money to pay back what it yeah, was going to cost, that. or to do a four x or six x time the investment. Yeah. yeah, and 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 a lot of times those passion projects that happen, that stuff is reserved for live action. So you see a lot of that stuff happen. Yeah. You see a lot of this person's script. You know, James Franco has a script that he wrote on a on fucking Van Gogh, and they want to make a movie out of it. Wait, is this true? No, oh, I'm you're just making it up. I'm like, oh, okay, All but right. it sounds right, right? Yeah, and then. Um, and, uh, the studio's basically like, whatever, 
takes a loss, finds a little tax shelter in making this yeah. making this movie, never never having any intention of of making a ton of money off of it, but it's the prestige of being the studio mm-hmm. that put out fucking yeah. Brazil, you know? Right, right, right. And um how often does that happen for animation because the there's the fan base for animation in most of these places is they already fucking love Pixar or they love Transformers and He-Man. Like they love these things that already exist. Yeah. And so I I feel like that the 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 model that's there for these for the kind of passion projects is 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 much less there for animation, but it's starting to be there. But you mean but unless you're a celebrity. Right. Because no kids will get this. So on the on the airplane ride down here, I downloaded um was it Love, Death, and Robots? Uh huh. Did you Did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. oh my God! It's. I started with. Uh, I can't remember the fucking Witness. So I started with Witness because that's the one I think that's been like the most highly marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking beautiful, but uh, it's David Fincher. Yeah, yeah. So it's animated. It's David Fincher. If you and I walked in and said, "Hey, we want to remake Heavy Metal," and they're like. Wait, Trevor and Rob? Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll yeah, be like, yeah. oh, here, let me look up your credits. And they'll be done after eight seconds right. of looking at the credits. <laughs> um, but, you know, like Fincher goes in and goes in with, uh, is it Passion Pictures? Who did the fucking... I don't know. Anyway, a great, a fucking uh, amazing animation studio that normally does commercials did, uh, a little bit of TV did the animation. Anyway, so they start working on heavy metal and then they, they pivoted from that and they're like, oh, well, actually, let's just do our own anthology series that has nothing to do with heavy metal. Right. But that's like, oh, and by the way, we should have our own fucking episode on that because um, talk about like connecting a DNA chain to um, Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the risk yeah, and yeah. context and this like Marshall McLuhan type fucking at- approach to syntax is yeah. fucking nuts dude I'll watch it it was beautiful it was also very sexy so as a male like Witness was a very sexy picture because it was very like uh, it was very physical and it was very like um uh so maybe I don't know I would actually like to get female opinions on it to see if they found it to be like a central piece or if they were like this I'm is not exploitative a f- I'm not a fan of sexy animation I I, I really tell don't you, think they mix I'm well. not I'm not either but the uh it was so stylized and it was, I don't know, it was like gratuitous. I don't know, it was fucking, it was fucking weird. I mean, as a male, I'd say like it was fucking groovy for me to watch. Also as an audience member. And then maybe this part Dustin might edit up. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like outing myself for like kind of perving on Witness. But, uh, uh, but I think here, I think that there is a apparatus here in Hollywood that feels normal and feels familiar and that the a lot of people are in consistent rotation of going into the studios pitching the studios the same kind of not the same people but i imagine it would that all of that activity is these are people you see at muson franks these are people you see at drinks at all this stuff but i like coming down here because i feel like i get treated like this aging fucking hipster from Portland Mm -hmm. working in animation that is like obscure because you and I work on a lot of stuff, but not all of it gets down to LA. Yeah. And frankly, I kind of feel like that's kind of like an advantage Yeah, yeah, because I feel like a lot of the times when we pitch, um, we spend a pretty decent amount of time talking about like me raising goats or having a pet pig or craft beer in Portland, you know? 
and I, and I feel like one of the biggest things the executives consistently say is like, I've always wanted to live in Portland. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, with that, there, there's that, and there, and there's, you know, I would say like definitely not all of our pitches are stop mo, but I would say the majority of them have been stop motion. Stuff. I think that's easier to demonstrate evidence of, for of our competence. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah is, sure. is, is in stop motion. Um, but yeah, I pitched all, fuck, but I, but, all kinds of shit. But I think also there's a, there's like a, you know, there's a, lor- a, 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 a warmth and love. I almost said warmth. I, was, <laughs> I thought I you were about Lorne Michaels. Yeah, no, it's, like, so it's yeah. almost a Lorne Michaels. There's a, almost a, there's like a warmth and love within the animation community for stop motion that transcend that 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 gets to the executives. You 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 pitch to executives, yeah. and I feel like they and we'll talk about a lot of the stuff that I love that they love. Other stu- That's the other thing is like I talk a lot because I'm friends with other studios and all. I will talk about other studios. And how much I like them, and how much I like their work, and how much I would like to see their TV shows. And I think that they do too. Like they like all the same fucking people that I like. They like all the same places yeah, that I like. And there's funny, like a warmth about it. It's funny that you say that though, because I felt like I feel like that's the case. Actually, that's not true. I will draw a line between streaming media and standard broadcast. Uh-huh. Is that I felt like the last couple pitches at standard broadcast studios when we would tell them like hey just full disclosure um this is also this pitch is also in play at say like amazon or whatever Uh i felt like they at least the sense like the tone of the room had changed and that they kind of felt i don't know maybe even outpaced because they don't have the spending budget, at least from a development point of view, right. that that new media had. Right, and some of them the are, and some of them are, are, are just a next level up. Us, like, you know, cer- certain place, certain studios. Hey, everyone's you, a next level up. Us. <laughs> okay. Yes, but I'm saying. I mean, me, not you. I mean, I'm you're saying, a successful director. I'm saying I'm next like a, level, next level up. Us. What I'm saying is that, like, some places you're pitching, and you're gonna, you wanna. You want them to to drive a truck full of money to pay to make the show yes. to your house. Yes, right now. Yes. But a lot of places, a lot of studios, are are pitching to the the streaming networks. So you'll get. I know, right? How you fucking get, weird is you that? You get big animation studios where the yeah. model is that, like, okay, if we if we take this, we're going to take this to develop it ourselves and then re-pitch it to the to you know as a as a show for Netflix or Amazon but 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 then at that point maybe it's a co-production where the production cost gets divided up among say like Nickelodeon and Netflix right like I know that I know that it's been reported in the trades that they're actually working together Mm -hmm. where Netflix uh, is the distribution source uh, but Netflix may also be participating in the actual paying of the the cost to produce the invest the initial investment but that seems weird. I want to look at it on paper because it could go both ways too. Because Nickelodeon is also a distribution source, right? So, but I couldn't imagine be, them sharing and, distribution. And who's going to be a distribution source next year too? It's like it keeps shuffling. It's, it's going like, to be fucking Apple, dude. Yeah. Like or AT and T and Warner Brothers are launching theirs as well. So there, yeah. there are two streaming services that haven't even launched yet. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. But I'll say that I know that. Uh, oh, three. I'm sorry. Disney hasn't launched it. Jesus yeah. Christ. So um, there are complete seasons that are in the can at um, at Disney's Disney Plus, I think they're calling it, 
um, and that they're waiting to hear this week about season two being greenlit. So just from that, like they are stockpiling original shows like crazy. At well, Disney. you kind of have to because now you're playing catch up with Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't go. Four hundred shows a year with yeah, Netflix. You yeah. can't go in there with three shows and think you're gonna. No, make it but happen. Disney, gotta, oh, they have you their have to back catalog. You, you have to pretend you've been doing this for years. Yeah, but that's yeah. They have the they have the back catalog, and it's a pretty. It's probably the most powerful back catalog, yeah. but but they also have The Simpsons too. That's really? what, yeah. That's why they bought Fox because Fox's crazy. library was oh. like insane. Um, um, but but you and I are what we're forty five minutes away from pitching uh, this pitch. The shopping rights run out after this pitch, so we. I mean, I'm excited that we're doing this this podcast because this. Well, I mean, we're we're at we're at a go no go situation. So yeah. if we sell this. This will go into development, and best case scenario will be a show on this particular network, uh, you know, in like a year's time, or at the right. very least, we'll have a pilot, like within you know six months or something. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't sell, the rights uh, revert back to the rights owner. The rights owner will probably pivot to that CG right uh, production company, and depending on their success, which is always greater than my success, um, it may become a CG show, and it'll be one of the ones we point at the TV and be like. I could have been a contender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think this is fun. I, I'm in pretty good spirits despite having fucking four hours of sleep. And every time we come down, like, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And you get a bunch of free shit. And My we parked. God, like, free coffee. and We parked near, speaking of free coffee, we parked near the park and I'm... Fucking dying to see if there's a porta potty <laughs> Dude, or something. I know, I know my bladder's kind of fucking it's, begging for attention too. Wait, but there's a dog me. park, and look at how many cones are there. You could just. I can't do that. <laughs> you could, just, yeah. That's. that's well, I can sick. barely muster the, the, uh, the, um, uh, uh, extrovertness to go do this fucking pitch, let alone pee in a public park during the day. I can't do it. Oh my um, god, that's so funny! But this is gorgeous because right now, aside from the fact that you and I both have to pee, we are at a park uh, somewhere in Hollywood. We won't say well where, um, but we're overlooking. Like I can see all. I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. I think that's the ocean on the other side of that. That's amazing. that little peak. Right I mean, there. it's gorgeous up here, and this and, is gorgeous. And I, and I feel like this was uh, this is maybe more therapeutic to do pre pitch than. Me than to going, actually rehearse than the me, pitch. Me go, me go through and sweaty palm <laughs> go through it for you. <laughs> so sad. But this should be fun. But you know what's funny, though, is I... I mean, not to... Uh, not to... Um, not to make me or you sound more important than we actually are, because I think humility is important, is that when we pitch with, with younger directors... Um, that their level of nervousness is fucking uncanny. Mm. Like it makes me feel very thankful. I mean, I love pitching with with young, hungry talent, and I like producing, you know, for them and stuff. But it's funny when we get into rooms; they seem a little. Uh, uh, I think our biggest note at the end of these pitches is like, just relax, like don't worry, like yeah. But also, you know, ju just relax is like something to tell somebody that's like a fucking fake. You know what I mean? That's like, don't be oh, sad. Oh, telling a tense person to relax. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, because the thing is, is like, it is, it's, it's nerve-wracking. You're putting, like, we're not made for this. And you're putting yourself I don't know. I kind of feel like. on display. I'm, I feel like I have a really great relationship to failure. And I, so I feel like I'm really made for this. That, uh, and maybe that's why I'm like so crazy. 
is um, you can't predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Best case scenario is just celebrate the fact that you're like rubbing elbows with um, uh, with these people who you know who a are really intelligent. B you could actually maybe we could all learn something from in the room. Um, but see, they are the gatekeepers yeah. uh, uh, for uh, really unlocking your fucking dreams, as it were. Not to sound too dramatic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It all sounds thrilling, but the idea of finding a fucking porta potty sounds really thrilling too. Really good. Not the same one though. We gotta we gotta find a place where there's two porta potties. Well, at least we're not at the same time. I could wait. Oh yeah, not at the same time. Body. That's probably more. I don't important. think you're gonna take that long. Uh, so I think this has been fun. I hope this has been fun for the listeners because I feel like. This is pretty fucking fun. Uh, we never recorded one from Los Angeles before. No, but no. we've pitched like fucking six or seven times since the podcast has started. And and if this show doesn't sell, you'll we will never speak of it again. You'll never hear about it. <laughs> there will be no right. follow up to this episode. No, but we'll start to be superstitious and we're like, we're never going to record a podcast before a pitch again. Yeah, it's true. It's just it's start true. like yeah, wearing the same socks on the same day. Um, but this is all fun. I think it's great. I have to fucking pee or I'm going to, I don't know what, oh my God, I'm going to be incontinent during the pitch. Yeah, that's no good. Um, but this should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the, I think that's it. I was going to like end on some like, well, here's my advice for pitching, but, uh, that's really it. It's like, there ain't no, really no rules. Don't fucking sell anything. Just be cool as a cucumber and just share what's on your mind and share, share what you've been working on. Don't sell it. Sales is for fucking normal people who have normal jobs, desperate, fucking lead desperate, horrible, awful lives. That's not our industry. Our industry is to just fucking be cool and share and uh, trust the fact that, like, uh, you've chosen the right group many, many months ago when you first started putting these ideas together. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just make sure you're near a porta potty. And I would say pitch with a good partner. And I will say that, yeah. that, that one of the things that makes it more relaxed is that uh, I've told you it's hard it's it definitely is harder for me when I'm when I pitch on my own because there isn't there isn't kind of like a goofy <laughs> thanks asshole banter <laughs> I mean you're goofy I mean like there's no one there's no thanks man there's no uh, there, there's no conversational safety net. It's all. It's like you. It's like you just grabbed the glass at the dinner table and started fucking ringing it, and now everyone's looking at you. And I think having, yeah, having someone else there, and having uh, that person be, uh, you know, a friend of yours that you know how to talk to. Um, you guys can work out your your uh, dynamic together in a way where it takes the pressure off a little bit. I think for sure, because you can slow a conversation down by throwing a joke bomb in the you know, like yeah, throwing yeah. a joke out. You can completely slow the conversation down if things start to get tense. Or you can throw fire or throw fuel on a conversation to try to like, you know, uh, expand the scope or something. So yeah, well, I, I agree. Get, I get nervous and I start and I, and I go too fast or I, I skim over things. And so you know the pitch well enough to say, oh, and also... Oh, yeah. And, and, right, and, and, and like talk about a different dimension or or be like, well, for me, as a soulless evil producer, this is what I like about this angle. Right, you know, right, Or like, right, this right, is right. what attracted me here. Oh, that's the other thing, is having two people... This is, goes for everything. This isn't just pitching, but this is yeah. for any, any sort of like, kind of like presentation stuff. When you have two people, um, you can you can help each other out by by complimenting each other's best strengths and uh and when it's when it's just you uh you either need 
you either have to be humble and no one gets to hear about how great you are. <laughs> or oh, you right, because be you can trumpet conceded. the other person's credits and their yeah. credibility. Yes. Ex yeah, absolutely, because I can't go in and be like, okay, guys, listen, I'm prepping a film for Netflix. Most of the stuff I've worked on has been nominated for Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to me now. Right. They would be like, get the fuck out of right. here. Right. No one wants to hear that. Um, yeah, nobody wants to hear But at shit. the same time, it's also, you know, when you're not a face, when when you're going in and it's people they haven't pitched you before, and it's the first time that they're seeing you, they might not know, they probably haven't looked at the thing you're pitching. Right. They might not have looked at anything about you. So they might, you may be, it might be a complete mystery when you walk in there. They're going to be like, how did these fuckers even get this meeting? I know. And it's, <laughs> and, and I think it's hard sometimes to say, you know, well, I'm Rob Shaw and I'm a director and I've done this stuff and that's I mean it feels like a third grade you know uh, class yeah. report and uh, and that's not what you want what you want is a conversation where you get to be yourself yeah absolutely and I think it's it, it is uh, hearing about someone's credibility from someone else I think is a better delivery system than having to go in and take up time and oxygen to explain who, who the fuck you are totally. or why they should pay attention to you and your expertise right before actually getting to the story. Right. So that's a that, that's just a further point to your when you were saying, you know, pick pick good teammates and then be yeah. confident that you picked good teammates because yeah. that, that that does help a lot. But I think I mean on the receiving end and I think what I'm about to say is accurate. You and I pitching uh, projects to studios probably sound a lot like our podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it probably sounds yeah. like yeah. there's like a lot of cursing. There's definitely laughing. I feel mm -hmm. like there's a lot of laughing, and then there's about eight percent actual nutritional information <laughs> <laughs> beyond beyond just all the glad handing. And well, that joking. sounds exactly like our podcast. Yeah, they're so. fucking shit. Well, um, cool. Well, let's um, let's go before we all get fucking bladder cancer. Um, is that how that happens? Uh, that's a good. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm running off minimal sleep after fucking house hunting and all that coffee it's okay it means you'll be fun and punchy for this meeting yeah i'm gonna drink some more water speaking of throwing fuel on the fire yeah. um and uh to all of our regular listeners um please subscribe and share episode zero with uh, anybody who you think might be interested in this podcast? Yeah, and you know, from a demographic... I'm not even demographic. I don't know, maybe that word's okay to apply. Um, what's happened in the last couple of weeks is that um, the the numbers on our podcast have doubled again, which is crazy. And the data that we're looking at, uh, we think, is um, through the animation industry. And my next big push is to try to expand our listenership to the academic world, especially, you know, animation students. And those poor bastards have to do, like, 14 hours of animating on their thesis. This might be something kind of interesting for them to listen to in their, in their earbuds while they're animating. So um, I would go one step further and say if folks um, have connections to... Uh, animation students that might benefit from listening to this. Um, uh, I would love to see us expand into that area because I feel like sometimes that's who we're talking to. Yeah, we were talking to folks about like, oh wait, well here, here's where we fucked up in our career. Maybe you could learn from it. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm constantly in everything I do talking to a younger me. So oh, that smart. would I feel like that oh. would that would that would equate to me in school or people in school now. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard it first. Uh, a school that is okay with all the amount of cursing that fucking happens on here. Spread the <laughs> spread the word. Um, cool, awesome. Well, let's go. Uh, let's maybe, hopefully, sell this uh, pitch. Let's pee and then sell the pitch. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah.